Amen. church. Amen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good whatever time of the day it is. It's just good to be alive. This evening, I want to direct your attention to one of the announcements in the bulletin concerning donations needed for Bible purchases. And uh, this past Wednesday, Brother Otzi called me, uh, Wednesday night, late Wednesday night, and I also had the privilege of talking to his son also Wednesday night, and we connected on Facebook and WhatsApp and everything as far as improving the communication and the son said he feels it's a better way of communicating and showing what's going on as far as with some of the work and everything. Technology. Improving in technology. Yeah. Sun Sanjay. Sanjay. And uh, this announcement, you know, speaking to Brother Ossi and Sanjay, the flooding over there wiped out numerous villages and towns. Whereas when, when I said wiped out, people are starting over with just what they have on their back. And he mentioned the other works, the radio broadcasts, and the other studies that are going on, the training, and some of the other areas that were not affected by the flood, they're going great. But they said, uh, Brother Ossie said, one of the things they're in more dire need of than anything, they need Bibles. Because in those floods, people lost their Bibles. And I was talking to Brother Tillman about this yesterday, and we kind of laughed about it, and I said, you know, Brother Tillman, what we're gonna start doing since people don't see the need of keeping up with their Bibles, here, every, after every service, whatever Bible we find, we're gonna mail it in. A lot of those people don't read English. I, I know. <laughs> but, you know, I said, I wonder what that have an impact on anybody. But what we do want to focus on is there's a need. It's hard to teach without the material. And for something of a need such as this, it should be an automatic response regarding what we can do. And the reason we appeal to the congregation because often there are members who want to Contribute. There are members who want to know when there is a worthy cause and a good cause to give toward and everything. And we don't want to keep anybody in the dark regarding what's going on, and especially if it's something that we as a congregation as a whole support. We're going to contribute one way or another, but we open the opportunity. Some just would like to contribute directly themselves. And that's why we mention it. I, I hope and pray that when we make appeals like these, no one would take it and say, man, every time you look around, you know, they're begging for something. Well, stop and consider this. 
The table can easily turn. Yeah. It may not be a flood. It could be your help. Yeah. That's right. It may not be your help. Your house can burn down. Yeah. It may not be your house. Somebody can steal your car. Yeah. Whatever the possibility is that it could be, it could possibly leave you in a position that you need somebody's help. Amen. Amen. And that's why we put the appeals out there. If you want to make direct contributions toward it, feel free. If you don't, no one is going to love you any less. Amen. But the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. That's right. And for something of this nature and helping the cause of spreading the gospel and teaching, we should be happy right. to be able to donate and give toward such a cause. Yeah. So I just want to remind you that this congregation, we're not about just begging, begging, begging all the time. We're involved in a lot of things in helping other congregations, people, organizations. We're involved in a lot of things. Don't be fooled by the fact that we're not a mega church, that we're not involved in doing things. Right. We feed a lot of people through the week. We help in doing a lot of things. We don't have to publicly announce it. That's right. But we're busy about the Lord's business. And the business of the church is to do those things. Have compassion. Feed those that are hungry. Help those who need shelter. And of course, the most important cause is the spreading of the gospel. Amen. So don't think. We're, we're at a situation now. We have members now. We, we had uh, Mr. Benoit and his wife. Okay, Mr. Benoit, he, he's limited in his mobility outside of his wheelchair. So it's, it requires whoever go pick him up to be patient and helping to load and unload, take the chair and everything. We have Sister Walker. And you know what? These, I see these are blessings. People who desire, want to come worship God. But you know what? It requires us to get more involved in heaven. Amen. Everything can't be dumped on Brother Bobby and Brother Thomas. Brother Kyrie gets in and everything. But my, my point is this. All of us should be excited about heaven. Everybody should be excited about getting involved. Amen. I have found out one of the reasons that will stunt a congregation from growing and getting involved and helping and, and, and you know, doing what the true will of the Lord is, people are in love with the world. Yeah. And believe it or not, it's hard to give of yourself when your heart is in the world. Man. Man. You, can't, you can't even recognize the blessings of God 
you can't even fathom in your thinking how God will bless you and how pleased he is with you when you're in love with the world. Because the world has a different philosophy than what God's mindset is. The world say, do unto them before they do it to you. Yeah. The world said, let them get their own. You yeah. got yours. Yeah. The world has a totally different philosophy. And if you're in love with the world and if your mindset is in the world, you're not going to do the will of God. Man. Because everything regarding the world comes back at you looking at yourself. Putting yourself first. How to protect what you have. We don't have to be afraid of that. Man. We have promises. We have the promises of God. Yeah. And Matthew 6, if you can't go any further in the Bible, you can read Matthew 6 and you should become faithful. Knowing that his promises are true. Man. Knowing that he teaches us that you don't have to worry about these things that people in the world are concerned about and worried about. That's right. Clothes. Where are you going to live? Yeah. Food to eat. I don't know how to make this. Well, you're going to make it the way you made it up to where you are now. God's help. That's right. And if I truly believe what God says, I'll go even farther beyond on faith. And doing what I can, helping more, because I believe it is more blessed to give than to receive. Man. So here's just another opportunity for us to get involved and to contribute and to, and to show our love to God. Some of you weren't with us from the beginning, <coughs> from when this building was built, or even from the hotel conference room up to where we are now. Yeah. Folks, let me tell you something. As faithful and as great of a group of people we had, you know what? It wasn't, it wasn't us. It was God. Yeah. It was God. And we should never get to the point where an amount of money in a checking account dictates how we're going to act toward God. That's right. Folks, it ain't, it's, it's not about money that makes us good people. That's right. This building could burn down. And you know it would cost double to build it back mm -hmm. than what it did to build it the first time. Right. I, I would like to call this a Macedonian call. We need Bibles. Yeah. We need Bibles. That, that's what the call is. You know, it, it's amazing. He said, we, we, that we need Bibles. He said, the folks' belongings got washed away. He <laughs> didn't say, they just got wet. They got washed away. It's hard to teach a class without the material. Yeah. It's hard to, to, to ask people, follow along with me. With what? Yeah. 
just think this is a simple request. What are we about? What is our true mission about? It's supposed to be about seeking those that are lost, sharing the gospel, spreading it, sowing the gospel seed. Well, guess what? Here's an opportunity. And I'm just saying, we're involved in a lot of things, folks. Don't allow the distractions of this world to stunt your spiritual vision, to stunt your growth, and call and allow the devil to get in your thinking to say, every time you look around, it's about money. Well, you know what? It costs, it takes money to do that. Amen. It takes money to buy resources to teach. It costs money to, to, to purchase resources to share and to help. But it's not always about money. It's about saving souls. Money just happened to be one of the elements it takes in order to go about doing it. But the number one thing is, it's about soul winning. <coughs> ain't about just money. So I'm praying and hoping as you consider here are some people that are in need of something so simple but yet so critical and so important in life. And some of us will leave our Bibles laying around here or, or, or just tear them up, throw them around and everything. We take so much for granted. Yes, we do. I want to share this and I'll be finished. My son just returned back. He sent us some pictures from his triple in Guatemala. And they went to these different villages, and they were uh, giving out shoes to children in different uh, shelters and places, different towns. And man, if you could just see the faces on these children, just getting a pair of You know, some of the pictures, you know, they, they wash the kids' feet. And then they, you know, they size them up and everything. And the kids are just stagnant. Yeah. We're not talking about Nikes. We're not talking about Jordans. Some of the shoes were, were Crocs. You know, the, the slip of the Croc shoes. Just static about the fact I got a new pair of shoes. Yeah. My how we allow the world to influence us and cause us to miss the true point of what we're supposed to be about in life. We take our children to the store They'll turn their nose up at us, mm -hmm. or they might even curse at you. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to buy them a pair of shoes that costs $100, mm -hmm. I'm not wearing that cheapness. It's vanity, folks. And the sad thing is, we as adults should know that. But because we don't, 
recognize it and we don't teach it, we're passing on the same mentality of vanity to our children. And that's why so many won't even say thank you. They won't say please. They'll look at you like, why are you staring at me? Because we're passing on a mentality that is not of God. It's of the world. We're slaves of the world. We're, 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 we're shackled to sinful mentalities, but yet we will deny that we are a part of I'm a part of God's family. I have an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. I have a spirit of compassion. I'm grateful. I say thank you. I say please. I respect my elders. I respect my fellow man, period. by what type of shoes I wear, where I shop at, what kind of car I drive, where I live. I don't seek to be defined by that. Nothing wrong with having a nice car. Nothing wrong with wearing a nice wardrobe. Nothing wrong with all of that. But when it becomes more important than what God's will is for us and being compassionate and loving and keeping the mission of the church as a priority, then there's a problem. Man. I just encourage each and one of us today, <coughs> examine yourself. Am I of the right mindset regarding of what the church is all about? Or am I out seeking to build my own legacy. You hear that all the time in sports. You know, when they talk about LeBron James, they always talk about what was his legacy. Talk about Kobe, his legacy. Talk about all these big athletes and all they keep talking about how they're gonna be remembered, his legacy and all this stuff. You know what? That's foolish. It's mad. Jeff, I don't care how great of a player somebody is. When they die, folks are gone about their business. And folks gonna say, who? I can ask some of these young boys in here today, who was Oscar Robinson? One or two of you, man. I'm talking about small, I'm talking about small kids. Oscar who? Who was Willis Reed? Willis who? Ed Reed? No, Ed Reed played football. I'm talking about basketball. You ask them about some of the players. From the, the late 70s and the early 80s, whatever, kids say, I look at you like, who? But some of the people I just named, legends in basketball. But guess what? Even legends are forgotten in the world. That's why when you read this in 1 John 2, it says, you know what? Don't Get yourself caught up and wrapped up in the world because the 
world's going to pass away. And you know what? You'll go right with it. Yeah. If you really want to make a mark in life, you really want to, if, if I could use the term, you really want to leave a legacy, serve God. Do what the scriptures say. Fear God. Keep his commandments. That's the whole duty of man. And you know what the results will be. You know what the reward will be in the end. On that great resurrection day, guess who's going to remember your legacy? This other crazy stuff. That's of the world. That's right. Every opportunity you have to do good, we should be jumping on doing good. Amen. To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. Let me see. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Yeah. What did he do? Thought it not to be robbery, equal to God. He, 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 he didn't get caught up in himself. Saying, if I leave, will I have a place when I come back? Or what, what, what's the situation going to be? No. He loved his father so much that he was willing to come down among us, dwell as a man in the flesh, feel the pains that we feel, feel the anxiety, the stress that we feel, and to go even to the cross so that we don't have to come. You want, you want a legacy? You want a legacy? Serve God. Amen. Feel God. Keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. Present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And when Satan tells you, I wouldn't do that. Do it! Satan said, I wouldn't give. Don't we have money in the church account to do all this? Give it! But you will never be able to outgive God. Amen. What did God will remember? Not what this world has to offer. Man. You may live, you may live what you call a good life. You can spend, shop, and do all this other stuff. Have all the women and the men and, and the perverted outings and orgies or whatever else is going on in your world. And you say you're living a good life. But one day. Burn up with the rest of this world. But for a Christian who has lived faithful, you know what? We live on. We live on. I hope and pray said something to challenge you, not only in doing good and helping to supply funds so that they can buy Bibles over in India. I hope and pray that it will prompt you to look around you. So often, every day, we, we have opportunities to do good, to present ourselves a servant, 
to do good in the name of our Lord and we'll allow those opportunities to pass because we're so caught up in ourselves. Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said, if any man cannot put limitations where the Lord removed the limitations. I don't know why I have to do that. Why should we have to do that? Because the Lord said, get yourself out of the way. If it was up to us how to serve God and glorify Him, Man, it's amazing just how shortcoming we would be and how we would do. We wouldn't love our enemies. That don't make sense to the natural way of thinking. We wouldn't do good unto them that despitefully use us. That's against the natural response of how we think in the flesh. We went and prayed for our enemies. Maybe we would, but we would pray that God would strike them dead or cause harm to them. And we know that's not the Christian thing to do. And we should thank God every opportunity we get to glorify him Praise him of the marvelous things he has been able to use us to do. We should thank him for it. Because the table can so easily turn, and it could be us sending out letters, sending out notices saying, Help us. Help us. We need your. What's our song, Jay? 58. 58 is our song of invitation. Is everybody all right? Sure. I know you are. I know you are. Chew on that. Chew on that a bit. Don't, don't, don't swallow. Chew on it a while. Get, get all the good juices and the, and, 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 and the flavor out of it. When you swallow it, digest it good. And I hope and pray that it'll change your heart. We're just one slip from that being us. Let us do good. And let us together stand.